Amen, amen. I wonder if we can just lift up the name of Jesus all over this place for a moment. Come on. Hallelujah. He is great and greatly to be praised. Come on, there's nobody like him. He's here to meet your every need. Hallelujah. He's here to heal every heart. In Jesus' name, we thank you, O God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Today is Revival Sunday. Hallelujah. And I'm believing for God to do something special here today. I'm believing for God to fill someone with the Holy Ghost here today. And I'm believing, oh hallelujah, to re, for, for God to refill someone, to renew someone, to heal someone here today. And you all are here today with me in great expectation of what's about to happen. In Jesus' name. And I don't want to forget to mention those of you that are joining us online today. The presence of the Lord is with you today. Amen. And we are praying for you in Jesus' name. I would like to take you to the book of John chapter 10, uh, which will be my main scripture for today. I did toss around the idea of whether or not I wanted to read all of the verses that I'm going to cover today. Uh, But for today, since we are going to be going through all of those, I'm just going to read a few. So as you are turning, please stand with me for the reading of the word. John chapter 10, beginning with verse number 1. Thank you, Jesus. Verily, verily, I say to you, Jesus says, He that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And then down to verse number 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And verse number 14, Jesus says again, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. And just for a moment of your time, I'm going to preach to you this proclamation. That's my shepherd. That's my shepherd. Let us pray in expectation. Jesus, you are awesome and you are holy. You are righteous and mighty. You are all powerful. I thank you for your power to save that which is lost. I thank you for leading each of us in your steps of righteousness. Lord, I pray this each time and so pray today that we would be both hearers and doers of your word. Your word is forever settled in heaven and cannot be changed, skewed, or misconstrued. Help me, Lord, today to be a vessel for you and speak what you want today. And everybody say amen. 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 Hallelujah. You can be seated. That's my shepherd is a proclamation that can be proclaimed throughout the lands, throughout wherever you go. When you proclaim this, you are taking ownership, if you will, of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. When you proclaim this, you are placing yourself as a sheep who needs a shepherd and claiming that Jesus is that. 
when you proclaim this, you are putting everything aside, knowing that Jesus is the good shepherd and will provide all of your needs. And in Psalm 23, we read David writes, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And other versions say, I have all that I need. The Lord provides. Hallelujah. And when you proclaim this, you are also trusting the good shepherd to call your pastor and lead your pastor to be the under shepherd that he calls him to be. The under shepherd is that which leads you to the good shepherd. The under shepherd is that which reflects the image of the good shepherd and leads you again to him. Oh, hallelujah. I have felt such a burden in my spirit for someone here today that you just need to proclaim it. Just proclaim that's my shepherd hallelujah if you believe that he is the good shepherd why don't you proclaim it if you believe that he is the good shepherd then listen to his voice if you believe that he is the good shepherd then take heed to his word oh hallelujah in John 10 verse 5 Jesus talks about a stranger and how the sheep will not follow a stranger and furthermore the sheep flee from them for they don't recognize the voice of a stranger. Someone say this world is not my home. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody that we should be strangers here on this side of heaven. Not that we shouldn't be witnesses, for that is what we are called to be. But with that, to say that this world is not my home and that we are just pilgrims passing through. Oh, hallelujah. And further, we can't take anything with us on that day, when that day comes, and we see Jesus face to face on that glorious day. Furthermore, since the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, every other voice is strange and not comforting like the shepherd. So if you can picture this with me for a moment, we've got this flock of sheep over here, and we've got the voice of a stranger saying, hey, come to me. And rather than even turning an ear, they walk straight away because they hear the voice of their shepherd. They're so focused on their shepherd that when their shepherd calls, they go. And as they go, the shepherd continues to comfort and talk to them. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. From the very dawn, uh, first I've got a question to ask. What voice are you listening to? Mm. From the very dawn of creation, from the cool of the day, we see Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of their shepherd. They hear the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I'm always captivated by that very verse. They hear the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. How many of you know the Lord's footsteps? We know that he leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. But how many of you know when the Lord is stepping towards you? They knew the voice of the Lord, but yet even still, even still, they chose to eat of that forbidden fruit. They heard God tell them the trees they could eat of and only one they couldn't. But yet deception crept in asking, sowing doubt, saying, are you sure you can't eat of that? Did God really say that? What's the worst that could happen? It's just one bite. Hear me, somebody. Hear me. The devil may be tempting you to take a bite out of something in this world, but God is calling you to forsake every worldly thing 
I know that may not sound easy. It may be a struggle. You may have some ties with this world, but even though you have those ties in this world, we all do in one way, shape, or form. I've got a job. We've got things that we've got to get done. I've got bills that got to get paid. We've all got these medial daily tasks that we have to go through. Hello? But what matters is who you determine to follow through it all. What voice you are going to listen to through it all. Jumping back to Adam and Eve for a moment. They chose to follow the voice of the serpent. They knew that it was not the voice of God. But they chose to follow the voice of the enemy anyway. I just want to press into this for a little bit because not long after that, it was Cain and Abel who both thought that their sacrifice was enough, but both also knew the sacrifice that was to be acceptable. Yet only one gave the more excellent sacrifice. Only one. Cain knew the better sacrifice that was required, yet he chose to take the road otherwise. You see, it all comes down to that choice, church. It all comes down to that choice. It all comes down to the choice of who you are going to listen to. Of what voice you are going to follow. And I don't know about you, but this day, me and my house, we will choose the voice of the Good Shepherd. We will choose the Lord. Hallelujah. And I am going to proclaim, that's my shepherd. I know his voice. And you may be asking, well, how do I know his voice? How can I know it? If you open his word, you will read his voice. You will hear his voice. You will see his commandments. You will see those things that you must flee from and those things that you must cling to. If you hear something that does not line up with that, it is not the voice of God. Now hear me, because as I stated moments ago, the good shepherd calls under shepherds to lead his church. God uses people to speak his voice, to be his vessel. God speaks through your pastor. He speaks through prophets, teachers, evangelists, and prophets. He speaks through the voice of a man, as you heard Pastor Lucas preach on a few weeks, a few weeks ago. So don't just think that you shouldn't find a pastor. I know you all are here today and you've found a pastor, hopefully. Don't think that you shouldn't be under a pastor. Because God calls the pastor to be the under shepherd. To be that for his sheep. I hope this is all right. Hear me. If you've heard something like, all you have to do is accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And that is where it stops. And nothing more is said about it. Don't be deceived. Jesus, help me. I don't know who needs to hear it. But that is not where it ends. Because you have to take heed to His whole Word. Not just what you pick and choose. Not just what you think is okay and what is not. No, you've got to take heed to the whole 
counsel of God. Hallelujah. You must be born again of the water and the spirit, as Jesus says in John chapter 3. You must be, you must repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We can rejoice in the Lord over that. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. We take heed to his whole counsel. You, are, you understand that that's where it all begins. That's where justification happens, as you've heard about. And you've heard it preached here a couple weeks in a row now, where justification starts. Sanctification is that process up until we see him again and we are glorified. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know who needs to hear it today, but maybe you are sitting here today, or you're maybe watching online, or, and you have sought, and you have sought, and you have sought to receive the Holy Ghost, but you haven't received it yet. Oh, hear me. Hallelujah. If that's you here today, allow me to encourage you. Keep seeking. <laughs> Keep praying. Oh, hallelujah. Keep on asking. Keep on knocking. Oh, hallelujah. Allow every ounce of your being from the tips of your toes to the tip of your tongue and beyond to be completely submitted to him and give it all to him. And I won't be surprised if you receive it. Don't try to twist God's arm, hear me, because you can't. Don't try to force it because you can't. Not everyone has the same birthday, remember? Right. Not every, my birthday my, of my natural birth is November 8th. My wife's is later on in November. My daughter's is in October. My son's is in January. I have some family whose birthdays spread out over all the other months. I look out over the congregation and I see, and I'm sure that you all have birthdays that range from somewhere in January to somewhere in December, right? Yes. Like that, my new birth, birthday, when I was born again of the water and spirit, was March 2nd, 2013, which I'm coming up on 10 years. My wife was when she was much younger. Oh, I may not share that day with all of you or any of you. I may not share that March 2nd day with any of you, but that's my new birth birthday. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember, if God desires you to receive it today, you will receive it today. Amen. But submit yourselves completely to him. Repent of those things that you need to repent of, of those wrongdoings that maybe God brings to you. Say, I'm sorry, and turn away and lift your hands. If you need to be baptized today, you can be baptized in Jesus' name. And I believe that when you come up out of that water, lifting your hands, praising Jesus, it's just going to flow out of you like a new vessel. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah. <laughs> hallelujah. Keep seeking. Your day is coming. Your day is coming. And where I want to tie all this back in is that to know his voice is to know his word. And really, you can say that vice versa. To know his word is to know his voice. I've heard people say, or I've heard people that have said, well, I just don't hear from God. I remember a story someone told me one time, and I was talking with Sister Alicia about this, about a time where a pastor that had dinner at the home of a couple in a church. After he left, the wife said to the husband, I think he stole our spoon. This bothered her for a while. A couple years later, the couple had their pastor over for dinner again. Side note, don't wait that long. That's a long time. 
Unable to resist, the wife questioned her pastor. Pastor, did you steal our spoon last year? The pastor replied, no, I put it in your Bible. There the Bible sat, two years untouched. What would have happened if they would have just opened it up and turned a few pages? There the spoon would have sat. Well, I think you get where I'm going. It is impossible to know God if you refuse to open and read His Word. And since His Word is above His name, the only way to know His voice is through His Word. How can you know it if what you are hearing is His voice or the voice of a stranger if you don't open His Word? Let me fill you in in case you are thinking of some long, drawn-out response or answer for not opening your Bible. You can't. You can't. I won't belabor the point much more today, but get to know the Good Shepherd. Get to know His voice. Get to know Him so much that you are bulletproof and can withstand any lie that the enemy may try to trap you with. Hallelujah. And as we continue on in John chapter 10, Jesus says in verse 7, Verily, verily, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Jesus is putting to rest any confusion that fell on the disciples by bringing an understanding to what we know as verse 1, where Jesus spoke about the one who enters not by the door into the sheepfold and likening them to a thief and a robber, which I will come back to in a bit. A bit. And then in verse number 2, saying the one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Someone say, he's the door. He's the door. Jesus is the door. And as the door and the shepherd of the sheep, Jesus stands in what is the only way in and out. There is no other way in and out of that sheepfold but through the gate where Jesus stands. Let me give you a little context about this. The shepherd would carry two large instruments, both used to com for comfort in, in their own ways. The shepherd would carry a rod and use it to count each of the sheep as they entered and exited the sheepfold. Hallelujah. The shepherd would tap the backs of each of those sheep as they passed by, not only bringing assurance to the shepherd, but also bringing assurance and comfort to the sheep that they were accounted for. When they felt that rod pass over their back, they knew, ah, I'm with my shepherd. He's right there beside me. On the contrary, if he only counted 99, but knew that there were 100, the shepherd would call out, and the lost sheep may or may not call back. Oh, the lost sheep may call out to direct the shepherd as to which direction they got off track, toting that rod with him, running as fast as he could, ready to free this sheep, whether it would be from the jaws of any beast, oh hallelujah, beast in the field, or any would-be robber that might have stolen or snatched a newborn, or to free that sheep from a cleft in a rock. Oh, the desire of the shepherd to see that lost sheep back to safety he is running so quickly after you maybe you've been lost before but you remember when Jesus came a running and said I'm coming for you get ready for me I'm gonna take you with me oh hallelujah and maybe you keep maybe you're still running away from him today say no I don't want it well let me tell you Jesus runs a lot faster than you he's wanting to catch you but it's time for you to turn around and say I'm ready for you Lord take me with you take me with you take me back
back to that sheep mode. Take me back to that safety. Take me back to that comfort where you are. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. With that rod, the shepherd also carried a staff, which was also used for comfort. It would be used to gently press against the side of the sheep, guiding them if they were off track, further comforting them and assuring them that they were in the hands of the shepherd. <laughs> Even if they did get a little bit off track, the shepherd would be there to redirect them. Yeah. Say, hey, yeah. you're getting a little off track there. Come on, let me lead you back right now. Come on, let me lead you back this way. Even if they did get a little off track. And I'm so thankful for a shepherd because if you look at Psalm 23, 4, David writes, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And if you stop reading at that point and don't finish that verse, you can take comfort in knowing that the Lord is with you in the valley of the shadow of death. But keep reading because it says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When you are in the valley of the shadow of death, there may be storms all around you. You may feel threatened on every side, but Jesus is right there with you, with the rod to protect you from anything that may come your way. Why? Because he's your protector. Jesus is right there with you, with his staff to lead and guide you through it. Why? Because he is our comfort. He is our guide. The shepherd is always present talking to the sheep. The Lord, as the good shepherd, is always present and gives us his word to direct, to comfort, to correct, to convict, to bring change. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But that's not all, because the shepherd, at the end of the long day, as the sun begins to settle, as the set in the west, would sometimes need to build a sheepfold. Sometimes they'd be built already, but they may be in some new territory, and so he would have to find a place to take his sheep, and he would take his sheep into this fold and begin to build around them, only having one gate, remember. He would use stones, timber, or whatever resources that they had to build with at the time. As the shepherd was building, he would only make one entrance again or exit from the sheepfold. This is something that really always gets my wheels a-turning. The shepherd would lead the sheep into the sheepfold, and where would the shepherd stay? At the door. At the door. <laughs> the shepherd would be the only thing that would keep would-be predators out, and the shepherd would be all that they need. The shepherd would get tired, I'm sure, and would take some time to maybe take a, uh, fall asleep or, and would sleep at the gate, still being that barrier of protection. And when I read this of the shepherd sleeping at the gate, I was reminded of another time where the good shepherd was asleep. Looking toward the end of Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. <laughs> and his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, say us, we perish, or we're going to be destroyed. We're about to die. And he says to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. 
Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Who was there in the boat? It was Jesus, the good shepherd. (laughs) The storm began to sweep the ship back and forth, and the disciples, even though the good shepherd was right there in their midst, were fearing for their lives. And as I began to read this, the Lord reminded me of the times where I fit into the of little faith that Jesus rebuked the disciples of being. Oh, hear me. That of little faith that comes where I can't see where this or that is going to go, but I wanted to see it so bad. I just wanted to have some clarity. Well, sometimes it's cloudy, and all you all you can do is trust in the Lord. If there's clouds sitting in front of you and you can't see, look up. Look up to Jesus. Call on him. I'm not saying those clouds are going to clear, but I'm here to tell you that he's going to lead you through the clouds. You may not be able to see a step in front of you, but he's going to lead you. You know, I liken this to, to, uh, <laughs> to driving on the road on a super foggy day where you're going up and down in the hills and you get up on top of the hill and it's super foggy, but you know the end is coming. You see, when you walk with Jesus and you walk through that fog or you walk through those clouds and you can't see, you know the clouds are going to part one day. So you just keep walking because you know that you're going to see clearly one day. It may not be today or tomorrow. It may not be next week or next year, but you know that Jesus is going to see you through it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And there may be times, like I said a couple weeks back, um, where that bill came in the mail that I told you a story about where I didn't know why the bill came. I didn't know why the insurance didn't cover it. And my mind immediately started spinning as to what would happen, followed by the Lord giving me a nudge on the shoulder through my wife. (laughs) That was a rebuke saying, don't lose heart. Or that of little faith that may come over you when the doctor gives a diagnosis that while you may have anticipated it, all of the emotions are hitting you all at once. There the disciples were afraid in the midst of the shepherd. Church, if you struggle with the of little faith, remember that Jesus, the good shepherd, is right there with you. The good shepherd is with you even in the valley of the shadow of death. And oh, even though you may feel that Jesus is just sleeping on the job and doesn't hear your worries and concerns, let me put that to rest because He hears your every prayer. He hears your every concern. He hears you when you call on Him. He hears you. He is ready. He always has an ear to hear. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Both of what's happening inside the sheepfold where you are and maybe outside of the sheepfold, any threats or dangers that may come their way. You know, when, when, I, when I told my story a few a couple weeks ago about the letter in the mail that told me that my insurance wouldn't cover something, Jesus saw the person that prepared that letter. Jesus saw the person that said, oh, we're going to deny that. Jesus saw the person putting that letter in the mail. Jesus saw the mailman uh, delivering that letter to me. He saw all of that stuff. And yet here he was with me. He's like, oh, Trevor may struggle a little bit bit with this, but I'm just going to give him a nudge saying, hey, I'm going to remind him on his way home. Don't lose heart. (laughs) I'm so thankful for the Lord. The shepherd remains calm, but is ready because he is the door. Jesus 
who is the door, standing at the door and will not allow for anything to enter through that gate. Thieves and robbers may try to enter in another way because they know they can't enter through the door, but never fear, the shepherd is there to fend off any thief or robber. Oh, there are some of you here today who have been listening, maybe without even realizing, to the voice of the thief and the robber for too long. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Oh, and just to drive this point a little further, the thief and the robber equals death. Jesus came to give life Furthermore, life more abundantly. So to that, I want to ask and implore you to take a look at which voice you are listening to and ask the question in the best way that I can, who is standing at your door? Who is standing at your door? Is it the thief or the robber who Jesus says can't stand at the door? Or is it Jesus? Oh, church, sometimes, sometimes you just got to speak life to your situation. Sometimes you've got to speak, always speak Jesus over your situation. Don't be surprised what comes when you do so. Oh, your situation may not change, but you will. You will be encouraged in the Lord. You will experience renewal in the Lord. And that's the key. That's the door. That's my shepherd. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. But I'm not done yet because we're still on this uphill climb. We are still up on this climb together because I know the Lord is about to do, release some things right here in this place. Jesus continues on in chapter 10, verse 12, saying, But he that is a hireling and not a shepherd whose own whose own the sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. And to this I want to proclaim, don't settle for the hireling. The hireling is not the shepherd. The hireling for that matter is not the under shepherd. From what Jesus said, the hireling is just that, a hireling. The hireling does not care for his sheep. When I was looking this up, I came across an article which likened a hireling to a sheep herder. And the following was given in, in comparison between the sheep herder and the shepherd. Sheep herders drive large numbers of sheep from behind the flock. Shepherds lead from the front of the flock. Sheep herders react to dangers and obstacles encountered along the way. Shepherds proactively show the sheep how to avoid dangers and obstacles. Sheep herders expect a certain number of sheep to get lost along the way, sometimes accepting upwards of 30% to get away. Shepherds know each sheep and work to make sure not a single one is lost. There is no acceptable loss margin for the shepherd. Sheep herders are hired hands with no sense of ownership or responsibility for the longtime welfare of the flock. Shepherds feel that the sheep are part of the family and assume the responsibility to care for their long-term welfare. Sheep herders force the sheep to comply. Shepherds encourage the sheep to follow and explore, saying, it's okay, you can go that way a little bit. If you get too far, I'll come and get you. Hallelujah. Sheep herders may abandon the sheep 
when predators or other dangers present themselves. Shepherds will stay with and protect the sheep, even at their own peril. <laughs> the sheep herder is likened unto, unto a hireling. The hireling is only there because of the investment being put into his bank account, not the investment of the people. And as we read, the hireling flees. The hireling doesn't care for the sheep. The hireling is not willing to risk their life for the sheep. But let me tell you what you won't find. You won't find the hireling standing at the door ready to protect you from anything. You won't find the hireling calling a sheep by name, bringing comfort to the sheep. You won't find the hireling standing in the gap. But as you may have put it together already, so I preach to you, you will find the good shepherd standing at the porter. You will find the good shepherd standing at the door. You will find the good shepherd giving you life more abundantly. You will find the good shepherd calling his sheep. You will find the good shepherd leading his sheep out. Oh, come on, somebody. Maybe you're not quite picking it up right here. Maybe you need a little more reason. You will find the good shepherd ready to lay down his life. Ready to lay down his life which we know he would do later. Laying down his life for you. Giving his life as a ransom for all. Shedding his blood for the sins of all humanity. Including both those who know it about him and those who don't know about him. Shedding his blood. Who died for you so that you might live. Who died for you so that you don't have to suffer the penalty of death. And pardon me for a moment but if you need to repent for your sins there is no one here that wants to stop you from doing that. And if there is anyone here that wants to stop you, they're not here for the right reason. Oh, if that is you today, God is desiring you to repent. He is desiring to give you new life. Oh, and I, can ha I can't help but remember when I first came to know the Lord and the truth, to understand the truth as God intended me to do so. <laughs> when God got a hold of my life in such a way that there was no denying it, I was in what seemed to be the darkest place, the darkest valley of my life. Oh, I was alone, but I was never alone. I was there with nothing, nothing but God. My shepherd never left my side. He saw me walk into the dark valley. He saw me and walked with me through the valley and he led me out of the valley. Oh, and many things happened along the way, but one thing stood for certain. The shepherd kept his staff on me. Oh, and you better believe I had my fair share of times where I wanted to go this way or that way. And there were times where I might have gone a little bit this way or that way. But hear me. He knows you by name. He's walking with you in the valley. He knows you. He knows where you are at right now. He knows what you've gone through. That's my shepherd. Can we just receive that right now all over this place? Come on, somebody. If you need to repent, I, I encourage you right now to repent of those things. If you're seeking the Holy Ghost here in this place today, go ahead and lift your hands all over this. Come on, can we pray? Can we just receive that right now? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let us pray all over this place. Stand if you want to. If you feel led right now to go and pray with somebody, go and pray with that person. Let God lead you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. If God is calling you to pray for somebody else, come on, somebody. I know it's the first half, but something's about to happen right here in this place. And I want you to pray in expectation right now because I can see it and I believe it. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we receive your word. We receive your truth. Oh, come on. If you need God to move in your life, if you need to be filled, like I said, if you need renewal, seek the renewal from the one true king. Seek your renewal from the good shepherd. Let the shepherd renew you. Let the shepherd lead you back into the sheepfold where you need to be. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, can we receive it right now? Yes, my Jesus. Yes, my Jesus. I receive your renewal. I receive your refreshing here today. You are my God. You are my shepherd. I want more of you, Jesus. I desire more of you, oh God. Oh, you are awesome and holy. You are righteous and mighty, oh God. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Come on, seek his face. Come on, seek him for a moment. Go deeper in Jesus right now. Yes, Jesus. Yes, my Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, my Jesus. Woo! Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. Come on, let's be sensitive for a moment. Go ahead and pray for someone if you feel to pray for them. Yes, my Jesus. Yes, my Jesus. We receive it right now. Yes, Jesus. Yes, my God. Yes, my God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are my healer, oh God. You are my healer, oh God. You are my deliverer, oh God. And we receive it right now, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word which corrects us, which convicts us, oh God, which leads us to repentance, oh God, which leads us to that new life that you desire for us, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we may be in the darkest, darkest time of our life right now, but we're encouraged because you see us through it. Yes! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are great, and you are greatly to be praised. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And as we come to a close here in our first half, I just want to say one more thing. Jesus talks about the other sheep in chapter 10 of the sheep which are not of this fold. And immediately my mind went to others. Remember there is neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. There are some others out there that you have yet to reach, but God is calling you to do it. The good shepherd is leading you, but will you go? The good shepherd will not leave you or abandon you. He is with you always. When you reach for others, the good shepherd is reaching with you. That's my shepherd. Let's receive that right now all over this place. Come on, can we just give him some praise right now? Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Come on, let this place resound with praise for a moment. Oh, come on, stir it up within you. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Ah, you didn't have to, but you did. Oh, hallelujah. 
You didn't have to pull me from the dark, but you did. You didn't have to pull me from the depths, but you did. And you pulled me from the depths so that I could begin to pull others from the depths, from the dark. I'm walking in the light. You may be walking in the light. And if you're walking in the light, the others will see that and they'll want that too. They'll want to walk in the light. So you're reaching for them. And as you're reaching for them, Jesus is reaching right along there with you saying, oh, child of God, listen, listen to me. I want you back. I want you back here. Come on and follow me. Come on and know my voice. Come on and hear my voice. Come on and let me lead you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You are great and greatly to be praised. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. The good shepherd is with you always. Hallelujah. And proclaim, that's my shepherd in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. We're about ready to take a 10-minute break. If you're praying right now, keep praying. Don't let this break stop you from praying. We're just going to flow right into the second half. And I'm believing for greater things to come in Jesus' name. God bless you.